Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. But this evening, we're going to deal with that which is one, one of the foundations. is a foundation, actually, of our Christianity. It's a foundation of being a child of God. That is faith. We're going to deal with it right now, but in a different angle altogether. I cannot do any justice to faith by going and telling you all about faith, dealing with it, no. But there's a narrow area I want us to have an understanding. I told you no matter whatever anybody, any child of God is doing without understanding, he will surely fail. Without understanding about the, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Matthew 13, 11 said, well, unto those who are called by him, unto those ones who are disciples of him, the Christians. This is given to them to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto others, for whatever reason it may be, only God can explain it. It's not given to them. The word of God comes to them in parables, and they will never understand, and they will never pick it up. So, you see, when we talk about faith, we talk about the measure and the trial of faith. The measure and trial of faith. We're going to find out what faith is all about today. In a lost shell. If I ask you what faith is, what would you tell me? Yeah, you're quoting the Bible. <laughs> okay, let's, let's look at faith this way because it's going to be a different angle. It will surprise you what this faith we're talking about. There's one time I told you there is nothing in this world anybody can do to please God except it fulfills what? The two what? The two keys to the kingdom of God or the two keys of the kingdom. It depends on how you're trying to. The two keys of the kingdom of God. There is nothing anybody can do that will please God. Except that. That's what they call the first love. The first love. The first works. Without that, you cannot get to the next one. That is the basic of everything. Everything of God revolved around that. So faith to me is actually a firm, F-I-R-M, okay? A firm belief and trust in God, let's put it, and loyalty to him. That's my, that's my definition of that. Okay? It's a form completely unresolved, unresolved, sorry, belief and trust in him and loyalty to him. But the scripture told us that, which the government was defining. Read me Hebrew, Devon 1, please. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm -hmm. the evidence of things not seen. Does that bother you? Does that bother anybody? Is a substance of what? Things hoped for. Hope for. And evidence of what? Things not seen. Things not seen. In other words, Faith in God is a blind one. Now, we're going to come to it. It's a blind one that nobody can have except it's given to him. I'm going to come to it right now because you know why? Faith in God becomes a blind one. It is a, a very unnatural phenomenon to think that one believes in what he has never seen or known. 
Isn't it? It's, it's unnatural. Am I, it's completely unnatural. Especially sometimes when you begin to read some words in the, the scriptures and things of that nature. And Lord, I tell you one thing, it used to be a long time ago when I didn't even read it, I would even take a glance at the, the scripture and I read it. I said, my goodness, how can all these things, what is, no logical, that is, that is okay, no logical. There is no way I can rationalize it. There is no way I can do it. How can I take what I cannot prove? Isn't that the foolishness of the world? So God uses faith to confound the foolish of this world. You believe in something, and I'm going to come into it right now. He's giving it to some people from God to believe in him and open their eyes to even to realize and understand what is going on in faith. Because the world will not. That which is of the world, God, is foolishness unto, unto, unto those who are wise in this world. Read me 1 Corinthians, please. 1, 27 to 29. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 to 29. Yes. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to mm -hmm. put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. To that bring, no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should ever... It's a confusion unto the world. Except you and I. It's a blessing. Let me tell you, I want you to stop right now to think about it. It is an unusual grace and blessing that God has given to you and I that will even have faith in him. I am telling you right now. Let's not take anything for granted. Because not everybody is called and given that. You see, not everybody's called and given that kind of unusual grace to have faith in him. Because you know one thing, every human being has faith in something. Every human being has faith in something. That's why he said, blessed are those. Read me John 20, 29, please. John 20, 29. Yes. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. It is a very difficult thing not to see for a human being and still believe. That means something is holding that individual who believes what he has not seen. Are you, are you with me? Yes. Something holding that individual. Read me First Peter, please. One, seven to eight. First Peter one seven to eight. Yes, ma'am. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, being much more what precious, precious and gold. Yes. Though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. You loved. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Kai, it's greater than gold and silver. You rejoice over something that you have not seen because someone has given you that. Let me ask you this then. Where does faith come from? 
we take it step by step, everybody. Who, who said God? So they go, okay. <laughs> it comes from God. But no, you see, I thought you're going to jump and say faith comes from. Yes. Read me that, right? Romans 10, 10 17. Oh, I'm having wonderful people here, yes? Romans 10, 17. Yes. So then, faith comes by hearing, mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. And hearing by the word of God. Let me tell you one thing. In many instances, many people, to satisfy their own selfish and devilish aggrandizement, have gone and completely confused even Paul. They talk about Paul. They say, oh, Paul said, Paul said that, but they don't have any spiritual understanding of what Paul is talking about. Paul said, faith comes what? By hearing. Hearing what? Who, has, who is the owner of the word of God? Really? So if he's the owner of the word of God, remember when Christ said, nobody knows the father, but who? And nobody knows the son, but? And only those that the son will even reveal the father unto them. That's the ones that I would do that in hearing. And it tells us one thing. Nobody can hear the word of God. That's why I'm saying that faith, you answered it well. Faith comes from God. It's the people who have given the faith, whatever they may be. You know why? Because if you look at the scripture, read me Romans 12, please. 3 to 6. Romans 12, 3 to 6. Yes. For I say through the grace given to me, to mm -hmm. everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Yes. But to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. As God has dealt what? To each one. As God has dealt to each one the measure of, yes. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing mm -hmm. according to the grace that is given to us, yes. let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Let us remain what? Focus on that which God has given to us because God is the one who gives. Remember Paul. Paul said, he said, God found me later on to be what? What? Faithful. I was found. I was all the way from my mother's womb. He found me to be faithful. He gave me that spirit to be faithful unto him. But understanding what faith is all about in dealing with faith is, is an issue. So that's why we're talking about, you see, you, you have understanding of what faith is all about. God is the one who has given the faith and is given unto his own children according to the proportion of the measure of his own grace. Whatever he wants to give to the person, he will give it to them. Now, how actually, you get faith through the word of God. But who actually gives the word God? How do we hear the word of God? Who hears the word of God? Who hears the word of God? A child of God. Read me John 8, 47. You see, what I'm trying to tell you is that he's the one who's given. He says, nobody except the one who is of God. How did somebody become of God? 
Huh? Except it's given to him. Try or her. Go ahead, yes. John 8, 47. He who is of God hears God's words. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Yeah, so no matter whatever you claim to have faith, and you don't hear the word of God, you have no faith. Let's stop there. You're looking at me. I know you, I know you would. You have no faith. But what do I mean by hear? One has not had the word of God if he doesn't do it. Because I may say I know God, I have had the word of God, but I don't do what God says. Do you know why Christ was telling the Jews? You don't even hear me. The word I'm talking about, you don't hear. You only hear from your father, the devil. Because you are not of God. You're not hearing me. You see? Because you claim to hear me, but you don't even do what I tell you to do. If you look at Matthew 15, 8, can you read me that, please? 8 to 9. Matthew 15, 8 to 9. Yes. These people draw near to me with their mouth. With their what? With their mouth. Yes. And honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Isn't that what happens in 99% of all churches in the world? We worship God with our mouth. No change, no transformation. The heart has not changed, and we claim we know God. We are serving God. But we are serving God. We still live in the world. We still love the world. We still mixing up the things that God said we should not be doing. We still committing the things God should not say we shouldn't do. And we say we have heard from God. We have not heard from him. And that's why he said that, you see, people who know me are only ones who obey me. Read me John 8, 55, please. John 8, 25. 55. Oh, 55. Yet you have not known him. Mm -hmm. But I know him. Why? And if I say I do not know him, yes. I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. So anybody who says he knows him and does not keep his word is what? A liar. A liar. God bless you. So First John 2, 3 to 4, please. 1 John 2, 3 to 4. Yes. Now, by this we know that we know him, mm -hmm. if we keep his commandments. Only if we keep his commandments, yes. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Faith is useless without love and obedience. We're going to come to it now. Please, hang on. Hang on. Because faith is established and nourished by Love and obedience by the two keys. Without him, it's of no use. Anybody, I have faith. I can do this, I can do that. You cannot have faith. And you can do this thing with confidence when you are against him. And when he's not with you, that's not going to work that way. So let's look at actually exercising a size of faith. How do we exercise this faith? Okay. Number one, to exercise faith. You must be a child. I don't know how else I can put it. To exercise faith, reasonable faith, you must be a baby. You must be a child. You must be that one who is wholly dependent on God, seeing God every day as the only source and provider that you have. In other words, 
For one to exercise enough faith, you must be so broken, broken in heart. And we defined, there are three angles, or we looked at what brokenness last time. We said divine humility. Without divine humility, a total turn that you are no more anything but only God that is the one who's reign, you will never have faith in him because you'll be challenging him. Then the next one is what? Oh, don't tell me. Huh? Love? It's God bless. Divine humility, unreserved submission. How can you have faith in something except you have completely submitted without reservation? There is nothing left again. That's why here, remember I read when the Lord asked me to write and said, asked me a question, said, who are you? And I told you, he told me from that very day on, I have become a human being with no mind of my own, no wisdom, no knowledge, and understanding of my own anymore. It was over. You are a vessel of God, worthy to be used by him according to his own purpose, according to his own will, without you challenging and rebelling and going against him. So there must be that divine humility for one to have faith. There must be unreserved submission. And then there must be total and implicit obedience to this. You obey because you have faith in him. Let me tell you one thing. If I have faith in you and I trust you, then I will do what you tell me to do. Isn't it true? Yes. I mean, let's make sure that all this is clear. Yeah. So that's the way you're going to have. But then, you see, we are told that we must be established in what? Yeah, nobody knows? Let me, let me ask for Apostles 16.5, please. Ask of Apostles 16.5. Yes, ma'am. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. They were strengthened in the faith and increased in number. James was saying, King James Version was saying that they were established. It means that you have to be established in faith. But how do you get established in faith? How do we get established as children of God? How do we get established in faith? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the word of God, I know. I've already said that already. Read me Proverbs 24, 3, please. <laughs> you, can, you can go from, four, you can read Proverbs 4, four sir, first. Let's get it back there because you're going to see this come out again. Proverbs 4, 5 to 7. Proverbs 4, 5 to 7. Yes, ma'am. Get wisdom. Mm -hmm. Get understanding. Yes. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Yes. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. In all you're getting, make sure you get understanding. Why? Read me Proverbs 24, 3, please. Proverbs 24. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. Only by understanding of the kingdom of God, the mystery of the kingdom of God, and that's what we're going to try to understand now. We talk about faith, we have faith in God. Oh, Lord, I have faith, everything in God. But you have no faith, except you have understanding what faith is all about, how God sees faith. You see, without understanding, we get to it. But he told us so that we are justified. 
By what? By faith. Give me Romans 5, 1, please. Romans 5, 1. Mm -hmm. Therefore, having been justified by faith, uh -huh. we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Having been justified, this is a confusion many people get. You know one thing? I'm justified by faith. It is all about grace. After all, whatever I, whatever I do, he, he understands it's all about grace. We get understanding that God will open our eyes. Because, you see, when Paul was talking about being justified by faith, you standing there alone and said, you know, just because I have faith in God, I'm justified. You're not justified. You will see where works. You will see where faith cannot stand alone. It's not possible. If I say I believe in Pastor Charles, but every day I'm planning and trying to kill him, do I believe in him? It's not the way it works. So then he said we have access. What? By faith. Read me Romans, please, 3, 28. Let's make sure we get all this understanding because we may not go back to this. It's just a question of maybe today, I hope. Romans 3, 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith mm -hmm. apart from the works of the law. Apart from the works of the law. We have that asset going in. Now, what is this understanding I'm talking about? Faith without understanding is useless. But what is the understanding? The understanding that this, please write this, the understanding that this, that faith is void. I think James uses that word very carefully. And I really, I think maybe I should borrow James. James said that faith is dead. I think it's, I think it's a more powerful one than void. You see? Without the two keys, without loving God and obeying God, doing the work God has asked us to do, the right thing, faith is of no use. Again, let me refer to you right now. You know, when we were sharing, one of our sisters, Antonia, was sharing about what happened in their foreign mission. Let me tell you one thing. That faith without exercising and doing the work of God is void and dead. So of no you say you believe in God. If you believe in God, but you don't believe in what he said, yet he says what? Faith comes through what? Comes come by. So did, have that person had? The person have not had. That individual who will not do it have not had. So there is no way anybody can avoid that in doing the work of God. Read me, read me James, please. 2, 14 to 20. James 2, 14 to 20. Yes. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed mm -hmm. and filled. But you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith but, by... Go ahead, sorry there. <laughs> but someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Mm -hmm. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. 
But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Demons believe. That's a, that's a, I, I love James. Thank you for that. James tells us, you know one thing? You say you have faith in God. You say you believe in God. Because to be perfectly honest with you, you cannot separate faith and belief. That is almost it's the same thing. Remember I said it's a firm belief and trust. You believe in God. Demons believe. Do you know one thing? Most of the most of people in this world, they believe in God. Whether in different religion or whatever it is. Any small thing come, they, oh my God. They think they believe in God. But it tells you the demon believes in it. But actually, the real mysterious and spiritual faith that God is talking about, does the demon have it? You see, that's the difference. That's the difference. Please, let our eyes be open. That's the difference here. The demon believes too. He says, I have faith. I know God. But does he know God? No. Does he believe in God? No. Because whoever believes in God is the one who does what God tells him to do. Yes. Now, let's put it this way. I can go about and say this with assurance. I know this. And I'm assured that my Redeemer lives. Can I say that? Yeah. All of us, we say that, right? Yeah. Let's put that order right now. I know this, and I believe in this, that this God will never forsake me or leave me. Is that correct? Yes. And I know this one. I mean, I don't want to, I know we, we just said this a lot. I said, no weapon formed against me shall ever what? Prosper. All these things are mere hollow expressions. They are. Except God is with me. Are you following right now? Except God is with me, all this would be nothing. You know one thing? I have faith, like we just said. We'll get back to this again. You see, there's something which uh, Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrew 11.6, we are going very fast because of time, says one thing, said that Hebrew 7.6, without faith is impossible to what? To please him. To please God. Now, I want you to do this thing right now. Begin to equip and say faith, obedience. Put it together. And from this very day, change your, uh, no, I'm not talking about in real life. Change your son name to obedience. And see what will happen to you in life. You see? Faith, without faith, is impossible to please him, he said. But I want to tell you this. What Paul is talking about without obedience. Because you know one thing? There is no way you can please God without obedience. There is just no way you can please him without obedience. Even Christ himself was saying it. My father will never leave me. The reason why my father will stay with me is simply because what he told me to do, I did it. Otherwise, my father will leave me alone. That is in Romans, I mean, uh, John 8, 29, right? But like, let's go back to what I was saying about, I have all these things. I believe in all these things. In fact, I'm assured that these things will happen. But without him being with me, I'm just making a mere, what? Nothing but expression. And even when I'm saying it, I have no confidence. We say this, this and scripture said, it is impossible to please him without faith. And I can just add this right now. It is impossible to please God and it is impossible to receive from him without obedience. Do people receive from God without obedience? That may happen, I'm not God. But when I'm trying to, the child of God, it's impossible to do that. That's why he told us, okay, read me, read me John, please. Read me John 15, 5 to 7. 
John 15, 5 to 7. Yes. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me. Who, and, who abides in me. Go on, yes. And I in him. Yes. Bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and mm -hmm. they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You see, why do we say, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you have, you shall get. Let me tell you one thing. One who is in disobedience can never ask in confidence. Have you seen a child? That rebellious child, every time we not do what the parent asks her or him to do, when he's coming to us, in fact, she's standing on a very shaky ground. You know that? Yeah. Even your boss, you go and ask your boss, you are so disobedient, not doing what the boss is saying. When you are going, you're almost kind of shivering, you're wondering, oh my goodness, I don't know, maybe he can tell me, so you wicked, whatever. But you see, because that confidence only comes through obedience. Give me First John, please, 15, 14. Five, 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 fourteen, please. First John five fourteen. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. If we ask according to His will, because we are in His will. Read me First John three twenty two, please. First John three twenty two. Yes. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him. Why? Because we keep His commandments. Because we keep His commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. All the way as Pastor Godwin said, from Genesis, God has maintained the same what? Pattern. It will never change. He told the children of Israel, read me Deuteronomy 11, please, 25 to 28. Deuteronomy 11, 25 to 28. Yes. No man shall be able to stand before you. Go on. The Lord your God will put the dread of you mm -hmm. and the fear of you upon all the lands where you tread. Mm -hmm. Just as he has said to you, behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. Yes. And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today, to go after other gods which you have not known. Hmm. A blessing. I'm going to bless you. If you go to Isaiah 1, we have dealt with this before. Isaiah 1, 5 to 9, it tells you the same thing. The same thing he promised to the children of Israel. Nobody shall ever be able to stand you. There is no way. You can say, oh, this is the faith I have in God. This is going to happen. He's going to move it. But you are against God. That will not work. Because God is talking about if you obey me and do what I tell you to do, this is what will happen to you. Now, let's put it this way so we can get understand it. Look at Abraham. And to make sure right now, Abraham spiritually was justified by what? By faith? Abraham spiritually was justified by good works. Listen to me. Let everybody, you see, let me tell you, whatever I say is what God has revealed to me. If you look at Genesis 22, hmm? 16 to 18. 
Abraham had faith. And for that, it was counted unto him for what? For righteousness. But Abraham, faith was justified there through good works. When faith was tested, and he passed the test. Read that, please. I don't know. 22. I think 16, 16 18 or whatever. Yeah. To 18. And said, by myself I have sworn, says uh -huh. the Lord. Yes. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you. And multiplying I will multiply your descendants. Mm -hmm. As the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Now, let me ask you this. Why was Abraham blessed? Because what? Abraham could have whatever faith he wanted to have, so let it be. Without obeying God, he would have been written off. I'm telling you right now. You see, he said, Abraham, you are blessed because you have, not because you have faith, Abraham. Because that's no way. Let me tell you one thing. Faith is a foundation. We have foundation in faith. But it is meaningless if we don't have understanding that what nourishes faith, what establishes faith, what actually what maintains faith is doing the work of God in obedience. Because eventually in life, God will test you and test the faith you have, whether you actually have that faith. The time comes when actually the affliction is so much. Even before we get to that affliction, oh my God, I thought I would, this, uh, <laughs> just permit me, we're going to finish today. Even before we get to that affliction, Christ our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ hardly ever preached faith. Read the Bible. He emphasized the seriousness the more important, I mean, you know, you cannot misplace faith. Because how can you have anything to go do with God without faith? It's not possible. You must believe he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That will motivate you. But then he never, ever preached it. Even though he emphasized it. Because if you look at Luke 7, he said, well, your faith has saved you. In everything, little faith. He talked about faith. It's very important. But why didn't he preach faith? But he was preaching what? What did he preach? What does he preach? The kingdom. The kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. You know why? Let me tell you what faith is right now. I have summarized you what faith is. You, know, you may not like it, but put it down. Faith. You read Matthew 6, 33. That's faith. Seek you first the kingdom and the righteousness of God. You know one thing? When you do that, you are expressing utmost what? Faith in God. You are expressing that. A demonstration of faith. Is doing the work, what God tells you to do. That's how to demonstrate. I have faith in God. Let everyone hear me right now. I'm not saying here that there's anything that you can say less about faith. Without faith, don't even come. How could you even draw near to God? But I'm saying, walking around and saying, oh, no, I have faith in God. You don't have faith in God when you don't obey him. Are you, are, you, are you following me now? He did it. So he tells you, this is the kingdom. This is the way to walk this thing. Because if you would obey what I command you to do, then you have faith in me. 
And that's why in testing Abraham, he said, okay, Abraham, you have all these tests. That's fine. And he will do it to you. Okay, Abraham, then I will prove that you have faith if you do what I tell you to do. Let me watch. And when he does that, I say, my goodness, Abraham is faithful. You know one thing? If you look at it, Christ was always referring to who? You faithful what? Servants. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is one who has full faith. Oh, my God. Faithfulness is one who has full faith. And there's only one way he was able to reckon that one was faithful. Ah, really? Matthew 25, please. Let's read 20 to, 20 to 30. We will close. I think this, this has sunk in. Uh, Matthew 25, 20 to 30. Yes. So he who had received five talents. You know, the, you know the parable, right? Yeah, go on. Came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Mm -hmm. I will make you ruler over many Let's things. Let's stop there, my sister, because of time. Good and faithful. They are proclaimed to be good and faithful. Because what? Because they did what their master commanded them to do. They did what their master commanded them to do. It is not enough to say I have faith. Everything is I know what my God requires of me. Let me tell you what somebody who is actually going to survive the test of faith. Faith is tested now. Your faith is tested. Affliction has come. Tribulation and suffering. Left and right, you don't even know what to do with it anymore. You call upon the Lord. It's almost like the Lord has been silent for, for the longest time. The word has trumpeted and come on the, unto you. And suddenly, the center cannot hold. And you begin to wonder, how do you survive that very situation? Number one, you must always be in agreement with God before affliction comes. Begin to practice that now. Have your full armor before affliction ever comes. So that if affliction comes, you can even proclaim it only one. Lord, save me. You have the confidence to say, Father, remember? Who said that? Remember? Remember, if you look at what? If you look at Isaiah 35, you see Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. Father, remember that you and I, we've been going, we've been really working very well. Remember me. Don't forget me. And God said, I have remembered you. You must always be there. Because you know why? That's why you fulfill your first love when God is with you. And this is the situation. I can proclaim all the things I told you before that I will proclaim and claim. But there's one thing that is really missing. God is with me when I'm with God. God is with me when I'm with God. If I forsake him, he will forsake me. Are you with me now? Because he said, well, whoever is not with me is what? Is against me. So always make sure that that is there. Then the second one, because when you and God are one, that means that you are the word of God. 
please listen, please listen, get this thing right now. That's the Marlon Emmanuel, which will say the mystery of mysteries. God is with me. Because if God is then is with you, and God cannot be with you except you are with him in righteousness and holiness, then if God is with you, nobody can stand you. It's only that time nobody can stand you. And then, but you will not know God and be able to deal with any affliction and have faith, no matter your faith, except you know the word. The word of God will pronounce. And knowing the word is living the word and being the word. Are you, are you with me now? And you cannot do all these things without understanding. From this very day, re-examine what you call faith. Faith is wonderful having faith in this thing, but it's meaningless. Unless you walk them and build them once. So Abraham saw that clearly. When he was tested, he passed it. You know in what? In Daniel 3. If you have time, you read Daniel 3, 16 to 17. You see actually the children of what? The three, the three what? Hebrew men. When they, their own faith was tested, the only way they were completely justified was that because they went through it. No matter whatever happens, king, you can really smoke us. You can barbecue us if you want, whatever you want to do. But there's one thing we know. Our God lives, and our God is able to deliver us. But even if at all he chooses not to, because that is his choice, he may choose not to do so all to his glory for whatever he wants to fulfill. After all, he chose not to take his son off the, the, the cross. If he did, where would you and I be this time? But God would do it. Even if at all he decided not to, then you know one thing? He is still my God. Amen. That is the faith. From now on, that you need to have, it's still my God. Do whatever you want to do, let it be. That's one thing that will help you when you are tested for this thing. Accept this flesh. Accept the thing of the flesh. Listen to me carefully right now. Accept the physical things of this flesh. Accept the fear of death. Accept the fear of this flesh. I've been mortified and crucified for you. You will always fail the test of faith. This must go. Everything, something happens, you say, no, no one thing. If the Spirit of God will give you, that is the only thing I'm doing in this world. That's the only thing required of me in this world. In Deuteronomy 10, 12 to 13, he said, this is what I require from you, that you live the life. When you know that and know what the whole duty is, that is to love God and obey him. When you know that and know what is required of you, and then you say, that's all. If I do that, if I die now, death will come. No matter whenever we die, it will happen. You know what, there was an example right now in Nigeria. I think it was in Kaduna. One Reverend Oji. I don't know. Have you read it? This Reverend, you know, you know the, this terrorist, they busted into his church. And then they pointed at him and said, you will die. You need to renounce Christ right now. The man said, I will never renounce. So do what he wanted. And they shot him and killed him. But you know one thing? If the man lived 100 years from today, he will still die. Let it get into you that there's no way. There is anywhere it happens, it happens, but it's going to happen. Take that which is the ultimate price, eternity, and hold it and say, no matter whatever happens, that's faith. No matter whatever happens, I'm not going to lose this one because of the things we see in this world. So please re examine faith and have spiritual understanding of what faith is all about. And the Lord God will help you and keep you and sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, may the name of the Lord Almighty be glorified. Yes. Thank you for teaching us, Lord. 
I pray you, Lord, that you give us that understanding to really walk according to your plan and according to your glory, Lord. Bless your children, Lord. Father, touch them with their spirit right now that each and every one, Lord, will know and understand your will, that your name alone be glorified. Receive all the glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.